Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into Missing the Point. I am Rayshawn Buchanan with my guys, the basketball group, so to speak. Uh, well, you know, two thirds of it. But um, so Mike Marangelo and Miro uh, BK Bob Kelly. You know, we already talked before we got on here, so I don't have to ask how you're doing. So uh, let's just get into the Celtics talk, man. So 14 and two in their last 16 games. Um, they they have really turned it around. Really, it's just the you know the calendar year. Um, you know, to say the least. So you know, Bobby, I'll start with you. But you know. Has this turnaround been, you know, has it been shocking to you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, there's no way to beat around the bush there. You know what I mean? Like the Celtics team, we thought, I mean, they still might be, honestly, but we'll get to there in a little bit. But we thought that they were just a bunch of losers, man. That, that's that's what I thought they were at the beginning of the season. Um, so, so for them to have this, not just a turnaround, but like a, an immense turnaround where it's like almost a 180 completely is is just off the charts for this team because the way they're doing it is they're playing team basketball. They're playing a brand of basketball that we've wanted them to play for years. Um, and, and it just seems like everything that was wrong with the Celtics somehow has now turned. Um, you know, there, there's definitely a few reasons why. I think that the, it actually is a legit turnaround and they have a chance. Um, but yeah, no, man, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. There's no, there's no beating around the bush. I'm shocked that we're here in position to possibly get a top three seed. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I didn't know if you wanted to tee me up and as like the Celtics <laughs> hater or just be, you know, just have some proper host etiquette, but I guess not. I, I'm just going to, so before we get into my feelings on where, where we currently are in this whole 180 and this celebratory, uh, this celebratory show in the Celtics. I'm just going to read a couple of records here, right? The month of November, 10 and 4. The month of December, 10 and 3. The month of January, 9 and 7. The month of February, 9 and 3. That was the record of the 2019-2020 Boston Celtics. You want to know what they went in and did? They went and lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. So yes, it's great that the Celtics are fourteen and two in their last sixteen games, or whatever they or whatever they are, and they're now they're in fifth uh, in the Eastern Conference. I get all of that, but can we please, please pump the brakes on the they they turned it around or their championship contenders or the DNA of this team? All that crap. They've done nothing. They've done nothing but climb back to the position that they were in two years ago. And two years ago, we thought that they were underperforming. So yes, it's great that they're back in the mix. I'm, I'm really excited. I told, I told y'all I wasn't going to watch the Celtics until they won nine in a row. 
and they did. And, and good for them. Like they got me really invested in, yes, it, it is a different, it looks like it's a different brand of uh, Celtics basketball from the last two years, but not from 2018, 2019, 2020. It kind of feels like uh, the Brad Stevens years defensively. And, you know, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm still on this wait and see the, the Celtics for me now have turned into what the Bruins were uh, when uh, when Skidmark was was in goal, right? It's I don't care if you win eighty games in the regular season. I don't trust you to win any uh, in in the playoffs. So that's that's where I currently am. So sorry to put an early damper on your on your celebration, but yeah, it's, it's cool that they're fifth. They should be fifth. They have the talent to be fifth. Be better. Well, I mean, no that 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 first part is fair, and I mean, I that it makes sense that that 2019-2020 team up obviously. The end of that year was was crazy because of how you know you know COVID hit hit the regular season and they were they were shut down for a few months. But um, that team also was a eighteen and twenty one going into the new calendar year like this team was. Um, they they were not they were not clicking at all. Meaning this new team now, uh, Dennis Schroeder was a guy that wasn't moving the ball. Uh, you know, Josh Richardson started to get better as um, you know the, the year went on, but. There was a lot of, you know, in terms of basketball dead weight on this team. So whether it was cancer, um, you know, most of the guys they got rid of really except except uh, you know, Josh Richardson. So no, it's it's fair to expect more because, you know, we we've seen more. And yeah, I, I I can I can agree to an extent with that Bruins point that, you know, the Bruins really have been the team that's been consistent for the most part out here after they won in twenty eleven. Um, you know, obviously again the through two other Stanley Cup finals, you know, winning presidents cups. Um, yeah, so what what can you actually do when when the game uh when the game matters most? I, I I totally get that. Um but just from living in the moment, um I felt they deserved this moment to at least acknowledge that they did turn it back around to even get back to where they could get to, which is the conference finals. Um that looks like a steal right now compared to <laughs> like I said, when you when you go at 18 to 21 and <laughs> and I was at that Phoenix game where I think Al Horford mentioned it um, a few press conferences ago. He mentioned that, you know, in that in that Phoenix game, you know, we found something that, you know, kind of kind of changed our season. And he was right. Like, they're moving the ball more. Um, that defense travels. It travels on the road. They, they play well at home. That defense is going gonna, is gonna to allow them to be in games that they really had no business, you know, being in. So, um, yes, is it is it fair to be pessimistic? Absolutely. Uh, and I actually think I said this to Bobby when we were on the phone. Uh, we might have texted about this. Um, I said to him, I said, man, I said, wouldn't it be funny if the Celtics actually mirrored what the Red Sox did? Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like right now. It looks it like on, it, it was on the last show we run. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We 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 blew we blew them off. Matter of fact, it was it, it's, it's funny how it was always me and Mike that's on the show when that happens because me and Mike was on there and Mike's like, it's over, it's done. Fuck them, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Mike was like, it's over. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe they, they have a shot where they, they figure it out. Then obviously, you know, the Yankee uh, series happened and, you know, we know what happened from there. So, yeah, are they going to have a, a stretch where they probably lose three or four in a row at, at towards the end of the season? They might. They might. Uh, but the schedule's been favorable. Um, and they've, they've taken, what do you call it? They've, they've taken advantage of what the schedule's given them. And I'm, I'm not going to be apologetic as, as a fan. I'm happy that they're winning the games they're supposed to win because you're supposed to be bad teams when you're supposed to be uh, a potential contender. So, um, but you know, I, I know you wasn't on here, Mike. So I'll ask you, like, 
do, do you think the season ends up, you know, mirroring what the rest of us did? Or, you know, is that, is that not enough for you as a fan? No. I, they, they still need to get to a final. They need to get to an NBA final. And I, I can already see it. There will be a member of this show that's on with us right now in his Marcus Smart jersey. A T-shirt is that, that will say, well, if they if they make it to a game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals where they were at the start of the year, like that is a huge turnaround. No, it isn't. It's, it's you literally worked your ass off to get to exactly where you were two years ago. So great, you're still someone and you're still a team that can't get over the hump. I, I do think it's a good story, and I know that we're going to touch on a few aspects of it, uh, you know, coming up. But I I, I do just want to say. Uh, when you said that, that that their defense travels, yeah, yeah, sure. They're sixteen and sixteen on the road. Like they are not a good road team, so they need to figure well, that I mean, out. I mean, they're, but their their first overall on defense is what I is what I mean. I don't, I don't, I, I didn't mean literally like when they go on a road yeah, yeah. travel, but yeah, but their their defense is, is I well. Mean, they're 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 third in the league right now in terms of opponents points per game, which is really good. I mean, it's great. I, I, I yeah, it's great, but. You know, come to the end of the season, I I, I want to, you know, I, there's not much they can do right now. But when you see a, uh, when you see a record like 16 and 16 at uh, on the road, and you know, conversely, you're 23 and 11 at home, you better you better get home court advantage because if you don't, that record tells me that it's you might you might not have a long playoff run in you. Well, so to to go back to so I know this isn't going to be the same for you, Mike, because you're because you 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 represent the Boston fan base when it comes to expectations always being at a sky high level. But to me, uh, the reason why I am not hesitant to give this team credit, I mean, shocker, me not give the Celtics credit. Can't believe it. I know. Um, it is, listen, two years of 500 basketball to me kind of resets expectations a little bit in my head because when you have a team that is consistently showing you that, you know, they, they, they can't get to a certain level or, you know, the pieces aren't right or think things aren't um, gelling the way that you think that they should. When you finally see that after such a long sample size, I just think it, it, it's such a significant difference to what we saw over the past two years. Like they, they gave us a year and a half to two years of mediocre 500 basketball. The difference between that and going, what is it? Uh, 20 it's 20 and six full uh with the full starting lineup in there uh, i think it's 18 and two when marcus smart plays as the starting point guard so far this season so it, it's not just like a, a few games either we're, we're talking about a big sample size where it was an average basketball team that's what they were there's no beating around a bush when it comes to that they were an average team with average supporting pieces and and now the sample size that we're seeing is it's not that same team anymore. It's 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 a brand of basketball that we thought we were gonna see. I mean, if you think about it, right? Williams. So a, a big portion of this is Horford, and I, I do want to get back to that in a little bit. But Williams, Horford, Tatum, and Smart are all in the top twenty in defensive ratings so far this season, and Robert Williams is second in the league. So so the fact that you have you know uh, this. Jason Tatum, this version of Tatum who's going off right now, who 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 can drop 50 any given night. And then you have a team that isn't just good defensively, they're good all around defensively. I just it just it really does give me like that like 
happy feeling inside because it's just a brand of basketball that we've been waiting to see. Um, so so I, to- I totally get what you're saying when Bobby, it comes to those expectations. Bobby, Bobby, but, Bobby, Bobby, we've seen it. This isn't like, I know, I, I know that it felt like it was two years of 500 basketball. It was one. It was one year that felt like seven because in, two, in, 19, in 2019, 2020, they were 46 and 24. Right? They were a really good team in that COVID-stricken year. And then they did really well in the bubble until they ran up against the Miami Heat. Like, I understand. They have turned their season around. And I'm on right now, Ray's being very, very generous and trying to be very uh, bipartisan here. But you're focusing on the turnaround. I'm here to tell you that they should have never had to turn their season around based on the talent that they have on that team. And whether it's they start slow and they finish strong in the regular season or they start the regular season strong and they finish slow, it doesn't matter if if this is over before June. Doesn't matter. None of it matters. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I'll give you that. Listen, if we're sitting here and... Uh, I don't, again, I don't see them not getting to a finals as a disappointment, man. With, with how we saw this team, if, 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 Brad, so the way this team was constituted at the beginning of this season with that dead weight that Ray was talking about had 0% chance to get to a finals and maybe a 1% chance to get to the Eastern Conference finals. The moves and the way that they now constructed this team to me just gives it a different, it's, it's a different mindset because it, at the beginning of the season, man, it wasn't even like, Oh, maybe, maybe they can do. There was no goddamn chance, and that's that's why. I mean, I don't know if maybe, uh, the 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 positivity of the old Celtics kind of went so far away that like I'm now at the point where I'm like, let's go. Well, you know, we're back. We're doing this, but it just it feels so different, man. And and uh, fuck. You know what? I sound like a fucking broker record from a year and a half ago, don't I? It's the yeah, same yes. goddamn, yeah, it's same the goddamn same sentences. <laughs> but but it's, it's, it's not, though, right? So, you know, Mike, Mike claims that it's really with just a gear. It's not. This, this is the first time you feel good about this team since the 2017-2018 year. And it is. And, and if we say otherwise, then I, I want to know what people are all in. You know, that 2018-2019 team was toxic as hell. Yeah, there was a lot of flaws in the locker team. room. The last time you felt really good about this team was I, I had I had two good legs. Now I had I got I got a broken I got a broken foot and I got I got a torn I got a torn MCL in my right knee. Like that's the last time this team was we was like oh my god they're so close to the finals and they they overachieved in those in those first couple of years. Um, this is the first year where really Tatum really is the guy like fully the guy. Um, you know I mean I mean well I was I'll say year two because I mean we had you no know, still had um. Oh no, Kemp, he, Kemp he was played the guy last, last year. But, he was the so, guy yeah, last but year. no, but, but I mean, fully, fully the guy. They were still, they were still begging on Kemba to do stuff at times. You know, giving up to JB stuff like that. Like this is really the first year where it's like, okay, we're solely putting it on Tatum and Brown to be that. So there's still growing pains that has to happen when you're not depending on someone else to take you there. They are putting it on Tatum. They are putting it on Brown. Um, they're putting it on Marcus Smart to a lesser extent, and. Marcus Smart has, has turned has turned it around. He is someone that listen. I I I gave up on him. Some of those on the show gave up on him. Um, a lot of Celtics Twitter gave up on him. So there there's a lot of there's a lot of nuances that have changed. Um, that have made people feel different about what's going on right now. That matters. And the one thing that we haven't talked about, which we're going to transition to transition to right now, is the ascension of Jason Tatum. 
th- this last week was a proofier week. You know, you had Atlanta, Memphis, you know, and, and then Brooklyn on Sunday, and they go three and zero, and he dominates in all three. He balled out. He dominates. So it's just like you know. So you know, Bobby, I'll start with you. But how how do you how does the ascension of Jason Tatum really change the trajectory of others' team, not just for this season, but you know, go, going forward? So ascension is a it's a hard word for me um, because because <laughs> he, he 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 had already he had already ascended. To to a level that that we know he could go to, um, he you know he had that game that I was at, um, you know, dropping that real quick, where he dropped sixty four against the Spurs in that huge comeback. That 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 game was unreal. Then we have the game against the Bucks, where or uh, was it the Bucks? Yeah, Bucks first game of the season last year, where he scored I think it was almost fifty, hit the game winner at the end. Then he goes toe to toe with KD a year and a half ago. The the thing that has changed in his game to me is his decision making when it comes down to that that last couple minutes of the game. Uh, I, you you guys remember uh, a year and a half ago, Jason Tatum with ten seconds left on the clock was the scariest goddamn thing in the world to me. It, it didn't matter if we were down two, down one. That man was taking a step back, thirty five footer every single time. You don't see that anymore. And he was doing the hero ball in the last two minutes. You don't see that anymore. Um, I don't know if maybe it was Emmy that finally got in his head was like, listen, dude, you know, if you want to be, you know, that superstar, there's a certain type of basketball you need to play and and not just be the scorer. You need to be the leader and the playmaker of this team. And he's responded and you see it, man. Um, It's a different type of basketball that he's playing because he still gets his points, but he he makes the plays that need to be made in the crunch time. Uh, he he makes those extra passes. He finds the open man against uh, Atlanta. Was it Atlanta? Uh, no, against the Pistons, um, the team that just is the biggest thorn in the Celtics side for some reason. Um, he finds Peyton Pritchard on, on an unbelievable pass in the last couple minutes of that game to ice it. It's just plays like that that in the past, Tatum's going ISO ball and he's driving to the hoop and he's going to shoot some crazy thing. And you know what I mean? It's just not going to work out. And now it's just a different mindset that you see him have on the court. And so uh, Ascension is tough for me because I think he had already ascended to a level where like, you know, he was a respected among the NBA superstars and everything like that. But it's a different, it's a different mindset that he has now just because, you know, you see that in the last couple of minutes. So your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, Mike, I'm sure you have something to say about that. <laughs> Jason Tatum should be a top five NBA player, right? And like when it's all said and done, he should be in the top top 25 of all time, right? He has the talent to be there. You said that this ascension this year, uh, you know, that's what you said, Ray. Bobby says that, you know, he, he's actually already been there. Aside from points per game, statistically he's worse this year than his career <laughs> i mean he's a he's a worse shooter he he's a uh, i mean from from the field from three uh, i guess from free throw he's fine but he's he's doing the other things right he's he is picking up the rebounds he's averaging more assists this year for sure uh little, a little more turnovers but i don't if if you were to just look at his career stats i know stats don't tell the whole story Bobby. before you say that we, you, I know you're going to say that. Everyone, everyone listening knows that that's going to be your comeback to me. But if we're just looking at this right now, you'd say, well, points are up, but his percentages are all down. What else is happening? 
So I think that the, the real key here is he's learned how to uh, increase his offensive output while keeping his teammates involved. I think that, I mean, I do think that that, you know, that added 1.4 assists per game this year, as opposed to his, uh, his, his career as total in the regular season. I think that, that, that makes sense. I think he needs to trust uh, Jalen Moore. I think he needs to trust, I can't believe I'm saying this, Marcus Moore. Uh, and I do think having a solidified presence like Al Horford there, I think that helps. I think Al is the quiet leader of, the, uh, of that locker room. He oh, keeps yeah. everybody in check. Um, so if, if Tatum keeps this up and continues to get his, uh, keep his teammates involved, I'm, I'm all for it. I just, what happens when he's up against, let's say again, that the, uh, the, the Celtics are down 18 points and it's not to uh, the, the, the San Antonio Spurs who are what have 25 wins this year. They're, 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 they're pretty bad. What happens? Does Tatum think I need to do this all by myself? And then, we, we fall short or does he keep that trust in his teammates? I think we, we can't really judge how big this, uh, this climb has been for him or how mature he really is until, until we see him realize on the court that in order for the team to win, he doesn't need to take all of the shots. He just needs to facilitate all of the shots. Yeah. I think, I think you see that more now with, so I, I think his, his struggles at the beginning of this season, uh, we really point to how, how he has changed because in the past when Jason Tatum was struggling, man, he was absent on the court. You know, you wouldn't even know he was out there if, if the announcers didn't point it out to you. Now it's different where you notice him on the court, even if he's three or 14 from the field that night, he's making an impact on the basketball game. And that's something that you didn't see from Tatum in the past. And that, that's, that's the biggest difference to me is when he's not scoring, he's still making a superstar-type impact on the basketball game as a whole. Okay, so 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 you guys are speaking to that. That's that's ascension. Then. It's not it's not just about him getting the points per game. If you're if you're improving in every facet of the game, he, oh, and, and I, I I forgot about that. You're right, Mike. His shooting numbers have been atrocious. So that, I, I forgot about it. you're right. Um, but in the in the biggest moments, he he has shined bright. He has shined the brightest. And I think once again. His, his his thing had to be he has to be consistent, right? You know, we we would see him get a thirty nine point game against remember the Clippers a couple of years ago, and then it'd be eight points, two or thirteen, with two rebounds and forces. You know, it's like yo, what, what what is going on? Now you're not seeing those lapses in play. Um, you're not seeing the body language for him has changed too, right? I know that's something that DK um had had, had labored on um you know on previous shows. His body language now is like look. When he when he passes the ball to his teammate, not only does he expect them to make the shot, he celebrates them as soon as they make it. So whether he raises his hands in the air, throwing up the threes, whether he passed them on the on the backside, like he he is doing everything a leader is supposed to do. And I'm sure that's what Alice spoke uh, spoke to him. You know, excuse me. I'm sure that's what uh, Coach Udoka has said to him. So you know, something something that uh, Charles Barkley had brought up on inside the NBA a while ago. Where he had spoke about um, what Kawhi Leonard was starting to take that leap, right? Obviously, he wins Finals MVP in 2014, um, and they kind of get the keys. And when I kind of, they did give the keys to him for a few years before he ended up going to Toronto. And Charles asks, uh, Greg, Greg Popovich, what, what was, what did you see Kawhi take that leap? Like, what did, what did you see that? And he he said, when when Kawhi noticed that 
It was about the play that's being made or the play that's being drawn up is written. It's made for San Antonio to score. That's when he took that leap. And I think that's what's happening. Remember, he made a disciple of pop. I'm positive he told him the goal was for Boston to score, not, not Jason Tatum. So now, now that I think that he's realizing that that's getting better in his brain, it's like, okay, he realizes, okay, it's about Boston scoring. So if I need to make that pass to Derek White, I'm going to do so. If I need to throw that lob um, as I draw two up to Rob Williams, I'm going to do so. So the game is slowing down, and he's picking apart the defense. So to me, that's what essentially means. It's not necessarily just the, the points per game the, or, you know, just because he's shooting 43 from the field, 33 from three, and I guess he's shooting 80 from the line. But uh, which to me, that still should be better. He should, he should be in the high 80s, in my opinion. Um but that's what essentially means uh, there. Uh, so any, any any words on that before I, I you know don't you don't move. The one thing I the one thing I would say is I, I know that it's it's uh, it's a long gone era, but um, you know there was a there was a quote or a snippet that, that I that I saw once where Kevin McHale said, you know, Larry Bird could control the game with twelve shots. Mm. You know, he can go seven of 12, 22 points, eight rebounds, six assists, and he controlled the entire game. Now, obviously, it's it's. It's a different NBA. Like you're not going to get one of your like the best player on your team to settle for 12 shots a game anymore. It's probably not going to happen. But if Jason Tatum can get to a point where he controls the entire outcome of the game, taking 18 shots a game, I'm fine. I'm fine with that because that 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 will then show us for real that that he has made that ascension and he knows that he's a great player and he knows how to make others around him great. Yeah, I think I think when we talk about his shooting. I think what's telling about that is even with the lowest and worst shooting marks of his career, Jason Statham, Jason Statham, yeah, with the guy, the guy from the transporter, um, Jason Tatum is still uh, third in the league in scoring. He's the yeah. third highest points per game in the league. So it's like, yeah, great. He's not shooting that great. He's still finding a way to get his points. He's still getting to the line 10, 12 times a game. He's still doing what needs to be done to put up the points and get his teammates involved, which is shown by... I've never seen this in the Tatum Brown era. The Celtics have four other players on the team, um, counting Derek White, uh, since we acquired him, that are averaging double digits in points. Marcus Smart, 11.8. Derek White, 11.8. Robert Williams, 10 points a game. Um, and also, I didn't know this. He's the, the league's most efficient offensive player in the game. Number one, ranked. Crazy. Um, Al Horford, also 10 points per game. That's something that you just haven't seen from from this core with Tatum and Brown being able to get those other pieces involved and have them consistently make those plays. I mean, you had it with Rozier in the past, but Rozier would just disappear for five, ten games at a time. You know what I mean? It, it, it was it was just a different type type of a squad, and and for for you to see, for me to see that consistently consistently across the board for this team, just yeah. Gets me going, man. Gets me excited. We, we know. Um, we'll, we'll, one more thing with uh, the Celtics, right? I, you might have gone here eventually. But the biggest thing for me is Al Horford, man. I don't think that there can be enough said about the play of Al Horford. He, at the beginning of this season, looked like a shell of himself. Those first, like, 20 to 30 games, he was horrible, man. Horrible. <laughs> the turnaround that you've seen from him, is he looks like Al Horford of five, six years ago, man. He's flying around. He's playing a switch defense. He can, he, the other night, I saw him switch on the Kyrie and shut him down. Al Horford 
switched onto Kyrie Irving and shut him down. It's unbelievable to me that still at this age, he's making that kind of impact on the game. And, and you, uh, I forget which one of you said it earlier. Um, he absolutely is such a big piece to the, to the chemistry and the leadership of this team because you, you see it. When Al goes, when Al plays great, the Celtics are on point. When Al is off, things are a little shaky for the first two to three quarters. Um, so I, I think as, as scary as this is, as Al goes, uh, I, I think we go. If Al has this type of play in the playoffs, I do think we have a chance to get to make a deep run here. Well, I mean, we saw that in the 2018 one, right? So, yeah. you know, he, he dominated against Philly. He did really well guarding Giannis and then Milwaukee series in that first round a few years back. So, you know, he, he did well in that Chicago series. So he he's really been a stabilizing force really his entire career. So it, it's not just, you know, here in Boston, but even he did it in Atlanta. He had some games in Oklahoma City before he chose the same for, uh, the, you know, the season. So, you know, he he's, you know, he's he's a five-time all-star for, for a reason. So, you know, um, his 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 three-point shot falling again is what changed things, right? Because if you're going to play that double big lineup, you need someone that's going to space a four to let Rod roam, you know, and end the paint. So him drawing out that four or that five where it was guarding him, um, him hitting that three, and also being a secondary playmaker from the elbow, that changes everything for the Celtics team um, offensively and, and, even, and even defensively when he's out there. So, um, it, it, it's, it's just been, it's just been, it's been awesome to see, uh, his resurgence as you, as you said. So, but I mean, you know, how, but how much of that really is the coaching, right? And that's, that's what I want to talk about next, right? You know, Rudoka's in his first season. He just, he just won coach of the month, uh, in February. I think they had one of the best records in February, um, really in Celtics history, uh, no matter the era. So, you know, whether that's Albright, Rivers, Brad, whoever, um, you know, so, you know, Mike, I'll start with you. Um, you know, we've we've had our own battles about coaching and how, you know, if it matters, it doesn't matter. You know, so, you know, certain people need to be fired, uh, so to speak. So, you know, have have you been impressed with, you know, Udoka's job um, so far? Um, and, you know, how, how do you how do you think he's changed uh, the culture here so far? Yeah, I, I do think that for a long time that this team needed uh, a coach that wasn't afraid to get into its star player's face. And and let them know when they're doing wrong, what they're doing wrong, and uh, what to do better for the team. I also think that it would have been easy for uh, a first year coach that didn't have, uh, you know, such a strong makeup to, you know, eighteen and twenty one when the when the new year starts with all with three top ten picks in the last ten years. Like you could have let that go off the rails, and and he he kept it together. And I think you know you're starting to see. Not it's not all pop, right? Because this guy, you know, he's his own man. Uh, I think you can see his uh, his footprint and his and his indent on this team uh, already. And yeah, I'm. I just hope that when it really matters, again, I'm not, I'm not. I'm really not trying to be a pessimist here, but he trusts himself and he doesn't do what the the star players on this team think he should do in in not cutting time. Like, so if he's building this great foundation, he's earning the trust of the team, he's running it the way he wants it to, and they're doing all the things that, that, uh, that he wants them to do, then when things get tougher in the postseason, stick with it. And we'll, but as of right now, uh, I'm super impressed. But before we go to Bobby, if I could just add one little layer to this, I think the presence of uh, Ime Udoka, uh, Udoka 
and a general manager who has recently been a coach and who knows the makeup of this team and knows what what levers to pull and when to pull them, as opposed to, you know, I love Danny. Danny brought us a championship. I get it. But Danny would always add players that he thought would make the Celtics better in his eyes. Brad is making changes and adding players that he knows will make the uh, Celtics better because he was just there and he knows the guys on the court. So I think having uh, a GM who's, you know, just removed as a head coach of the same team makes uh, a hell of an impact as well. Yeah. So to piggyback off that too, Mike, I think that's a great point because um, the, the, the moves that Brad made in the off season kind of had Danny written all over it, didn't it? Uh, bringing in Annis, bringing in Richardson, bringing in Schroeder, bringing in these dudes who, like, when you look at the team, they don't really fit with the mesh of the team. They're just kind of dudes that, you know, are solid, but they're not really going to get the job done when it comes to the mesh of the entire team. To me, I think the biggest thing that you saw um, from Brad was that trade deadline, man. And and not to make this a Brad tangent, I know we were talking about Emmy. We'll get back to him. But... The 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 fact that he made those deals for Derek White and he made the deal to get to to get rid of uh, Schroeder, to get rid of Richardson, to get rid of these dudes that, you know, in the past, Danny wasn't admitting he made mistakes. He was hanging on to these dudes to the bitter end if they were working or not. Brad cut bait immediately was like, we need a dude in here who can who can who can do the damn thing and brought in Derek White. And, and, and it's such a big difference when it comes to the makeup of this team. And I think Emmy deserves a lot of the credit for that because I guarantee you he was in Brad's office being like, listen, dude, this is not working. It's clear that the makeup of this team is not going to get us to where we want to go. And we need to bring in dudes who are going to have the mindset that we need. And, and, And bringing in a dude like Derek White from his days in San Antonio, I think was such a big move for Emmy because I, right, I know we talked about it. He 100% was all over that move. He was in Brad's office like, bring me Derek White. This dude is is what we need. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love Emmy right now. Uh, I think Emmy, you know, I said it last week on the show with you, Ray, or two weeks ago. Um, Celtics fans are brutal, man. This dude had never coached an NBA game in his career. You know what I mean? Like, of course, he's going to be growing pains. He's literally never done it. Have you ever walked into something and been like, yeah, bro, I got this. Day one, no problem. Give the man some time. You know what I mean? And and, and you see it with, with how the makeup and how the, the way this team is playing now. Emmy has his hands all over it. A lot of fans felt like Mike, and that, that's, that's why they were going off. There, there, was, there was no race period. It's either you do this now or you suck. And there, there was no, you know what I'm saying? There was no in-between. There was, there was no, well... Let's just see what happens. It's like, look, you got two top, uh, you got two great players on the twenty-five. Uh, get the job done. There's no excuses. So, and I and I and I fall into that category, and I was pissed off with him too. Uh, but then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, like, damn, like we we gave we gave Rad eight years with this, <laughs> like to, to expect it to change, and like you said, within six or seven months, um, and it has because they they moved the ball more, which is what you said in this press conference, right to Brad's face. He said, we're going to move the ball more. And laughed in his face, essentially. If y'all remember, go back and watch it on YouTube. Yeah, it's there. I <laughs> um, but I do fan, I feel like fans felt like Mike and some others, which is okay. Um, and I get it. You know, well, you're expected to win. 
a, a couple of things I just want to, not that I, I feel like I'm being attacked, but I do have, I do have, I do, I do have, I do have quite the victim complex right now. Uh, two things. They didn't give Brad eight years. They gave Brad four years with, the, with, with, with this makeup, right? With uh, Smart, Tatum, and Brown, he had four years. Uh, and he, obviously, he, he wasn't the guy. But if you remember, I don't know if, you said it, if I said it on the show or if I said it to you, to you all in a, group, in a group chat. I said, I think it was after like the first 10 games, right? Said, well, guess it wasn't the coach. Guess it wasn't his fault because they weren't showing. It just looked like on the court, the body language, the teamwork. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, blaming Yudoka. I, I I fully believe that it, this is a players' league, and that when you have a team that is constructed of two top players under twenty five, three top ten picks in the last again ten years, you like you should know how to handle yourselves. And they didn't. Um, but I was never calling for Ebay to be fired or no, no, not 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 you calling. But what I mean is you. You are, and you are, you've already said it during the segment. Like you, because you, it's like, look, do do this now. You you had this for a couple of years. Like you had, you have to find a way to get it done. So because they had that mindset, like you, which I'm not saying about you getting getting your dog fired. I'm not saying that's what you wanted, but because fans had a lot of fans had that similar mindset. It was like they because they were already pissed off. They was already scorned for what happened last year and the year before. Um, it was just like there was no. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> like there was no, there was there was no, there was no grace period, and also too, people saw. I mean, granted, it was a whole different roster, but people also see what happened with Nick Nurse a few years ago. Granted, it helps when you get Kawhi Leonard on your team for your first <laughs> year, and you win the and you win the NBA championship. You know, let's get it. And once again, that Toronto team had been there too, right? Uh, Van Vliet, um, you know, Lowry, Siakam. You know that that team had been that team had been around, but once again, when you add a superstar that was ready to win like Kawhi. It's a it's a whole different different ball game, um. But I, I want to get back to you though, girl. I say that, that, that's what this is about. It's not about uh, Nick Nurse, but like I said, I'm I'm, I'm get off on a random we, tangent about a coach. Yeah, no, of course, yeah, 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 that's, never... yeah, that's 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 that's, that's, that's <laughs> what we do, right? That's what we do. Let's say uh, Broadway. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Joe? How you doing, baby? What's up, man? Always always in our heads, bro. Right. Exactly. Run free, baby. No. Um. No. But that that's that's what. You know, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased with what he's done. Um, you know, showing the rotation has been huge. Honestly, huge. You know, um, you know, I, I was, you know, I, to me, I, I can't believe how people are worried about. Well, he, you know, Tatum and Brandon playing over 30 minutes. Dog, they're 24 and 25. Yeah, like right. If, if, they, if they were 31 or 32, I'd be like, okay, like it's a little slow, much. Like, how should be playing 32 minutes? How should be playing around 24 or 25? And you want to ramp it up to 30, maybe come, uh, you know, come playoff time, but. Yeah, other than that, I'm like, listen, showing the rotation has been huge. He said, okay, these are the eight and nine guys that I trust on the floor at all times. And it, it's worked. Now, um, hopefully they get they get they lock in a seed where they can rest guys um, you know, towards the end. Um, Tatum's probably not going to rest. Tatum believes in playing every game. He's done it really his work since his working year, um, outside of COVID related issues. So he's probably going to play, but um, you know, get Jalen Brown that rest, get Al. Um, that that rest and you know let, let's let's see what guys like Pritchard can do. Uh, let's you know let's see if if, if Smith can get you know can get some quality minutes. So uh, also too, I, I want to add on uh, to what we saw with Brad. We we just talked about Brad. Um, how do you feel about the Nick Stauska signing? Uh, signing, excuse me. Um, I watched some of his tape. I remember him at, at Michigan playing with uh, Trey Burks. 
bro. I love Nick Stout. You, you know me, I'm a March Madness guy. I love me some Nick Stout. Yeah, so, you know, Bob, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you, Bobby. But, um, you know, what, what were your thoughts about that signing? Um, so, first, I want to talk about the the rotation piece of this. Um, I, I think it's so huge to me, man, that no matter the, – the, the shorting rotation was so big because no matter who's on the court now, there's there's – there's nothing that uh, there's no there's no point that you look at the rotation and you're like okay there is there's a player Mike your message just threw me out of bro sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> um there there is uh, there's no one on the court there's no Romeo Langford moments there's no uh, moments where you know uh, there's people giving you those empty minutes that that we've seen for for so many years now with the with the, I mean, Neesmith has his moments, but with the Neesmith minutes, with the with the Langford minutes, with um, who who is I can't say with Tremont Waters, with you know what I mean? These dudes that have absolutely no business this on the being floor, near right? an NBA right. court in crunch and time, that, man. That's, and that, it, that's it was going on for years. Mm-hmm. Were you looking at the Celtics five? You're like, how is this man on the court right now? And you don't have that right now. Um, and that's a godsend to me because there's nothing worse to me than playing four on five basketball in the last two minutes of a game. Um, I, I, I have to say the Stosis signing man that confused me. I don't great. Yeah. He had an amazing couple days. Who, but, who does it remind you of though? Who, who, who is it? Who, 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 no, I'm asking you. I, I have an answer, but who, who does he remind you of? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm intrigued now. So to, to me, he, he reminds me of a lesser Gordon Hayward. If you watch his highlights, he has the same type of bounce as Gordon Hayward. He shoots his, well, like, he shoots 36 three. Yeah, yeah he, 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 so he he reminds me. And remember, Brad Stevens. He scored, he scored 60, 60 twice in a week in the G right. League, right? Yeah. yeah, so no, he, so remember, you know, he love he loves, you know, Brad Stevens loves Gordon Hayward. Obviously, he played with him, played with them, Butler. Comes here, obviously, it didn't work out the way that we envisioned. But you know, some a guy that can shoot thirty five from three. Um, you know, he, he's six six. You know, I don't know if he's really a great defender. The, um, de- the deal you know, is just what threw me off, man. Huh? The deal, the deal itself for the the two year commitment and like, I feel like it was just a lot. I don't know. I, I got the alert well, and I was just very confused by it because, like, listen, I I, I saw those highlights. I saw. Him drop those sixty, and I watched it. I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I love Nick Stauskas. That's awesome, bro. Hell yeah!" Um, because you know you haven't heard his name literally since you said the Trey Burke days at Michigan, um, right? But, but then I, all I, of a sudden, it, I got the alert of the Celtics, and I was like, "Oh, that's two years, well, bro!" Well, what, and, they, and it wasn't just like a a veteran minimum contract. Like they they gave him some dough. I don't know. Well, it, it, well no, actually, no, actually, they they. It's it's basically the similar the same deal they gave Jabari Parker last year. So okay. it was a two year deal with the second year being non guaranteed. So it's like the so, future. It's like a futures contract type. Yeah, thing. It, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. So it's it's really it's really nothing on it's it's really pennies on a dollar. Um, you know, but Mike, I'll bring you into this because I know you know we've talked off the air about you know how how we need to value. You got some this Nick Stauskas opinions, bro? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm not not necessarily on Nick Stauskas, but just talked about how shooting is important in today's NBA. So. Um, you know, we just talked about his thirty-five percent shooting. So, you know, where do you see him fitting there? Like, what what type of where do you think he should get more minutes than you know, uh, Christian and Smith right away, or or you know, should he be someone that's just really at the end of the bench? Like, what what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah. So I think that we need to, we need to really see if uh, if the real DK's rookie of the year candidate Peyton Pritchard uh, deserves to be on this uh, <laughs> deserves to be on this team, uh, and, and and give him and give him uh, as many as much as many minutes as you possibly can. Let's see if he can earn his way into this rotation. So uh, I do think that uh, Stauskas should probably backfill him. Like he should he should be he should be a role player after Peyton Pritchard because I think we need to we need to figure out Pritchard first. It sounds like, you know, uh, based on the contract and the terms, we could, uh, if we don't, if we don't learn anything more about Stauskas this year, we can always wait till next year, right? Uh, I think now's the time with how the team's playing to figure out if, uh, if, if Peyton Pritchard is going to be a viable option uh, at the point guard position. Like if, if he's going to, like, is he going to be Marcus Smart in a couple of years or, uh, or was that, was that, a, was that a wasted pick? Um, but how this, dare you, this feels like it's, it's a Brad signing. Like it's a really, it's a smart signing. It's almost, uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that guy, but it's, it's, there's value. We know he can shoot. So maybe if we need someone to come in, uh, you know, at right before halftime to, to, to hold a lead and to put up some points, this, that, that this could be the guy. So, I mean, let, let's, let's see how it goes. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. Honestly, and, and, and I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I'm out on Lee Smith. Sorry. So if if listen, I'm 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 praying that this works. I'm praying that this works. I don't hear any Smith. Um, and it's not even because of the injury. I just think that he he doesn't he he does not come as advertised. You know, he someone that he came doesn't see the court well, man. Yeah, agreed. He see he, he oh. his his court vision is garbage. Garbage. Yeah, you know he he shot, he, he shot fifty two percent from three. So okay, great. So you came in thinking that you were going to be someone like you know uh, like a Brent Berry. <laughs> you know that's the name drop for you there, right? Uh, someone that can that can shoot threes and 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 play a little defense, but you know he he he's a hustle guy, which is why he got out on the court last year. But it's like, bro, like you don't hit shots unless it's in a summer league. So you telling me I got to play you in Vegas for you to be a relevant player? Get the fuck out of here. Get the next thousand. Let's go. Um, you, he was number number eight overall pick in twenty fourteen. So the same draft as Marcus Smart. He went two picks behind him. Um, you know he he. Found a little bit of footing in Philadelphia and then worked there. Was, was traded a couple of times. Um, was he drafted hungry. by the Clippers? Am I, am I imagining that? No, he was no, he was drafted by Sacramento at, at number eight. Uh, Sacramento then got traded to Philly, I believe. Uh, played in Portland. Uh, you really put me put my knowledge on the spot here. Uh, he he was also he he also had a quick stint with Miami earlier this year too. Yeah, bro. I hope you know that like. Us being able to have a conversation about Nick Stauskas for twenty minutes is a completely <laughs> different level that most people aren't at. Correct. Just listen. You know, just like yeah. Yeah, no, I, that, that's cool. You, 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 you're giving you're giving us our flowers. I, 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 I'll take it. I'll take it. But no, I, I just I think that he really can be a viable piece. Like remember when Jabari Parker was signed here last year, it, it was a it was confusion amongst many Celtics fans as well. But you know, he, he had a good he had a good series against Brooklyn in the playoffs last year. Um, you know, there was games down the stretch that they went out of one uh without his offensive uh contribution. So that's who knows, that's maybe the saddest statement ever, bro. Right, but it, 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 show, it shows how it shows how bad that team was. Yeah. And it's like yeah. we don't like once again, because we were we saw them make three out of four conference finals, it was like, well, well, you still had Tatum and Brown. Like, no, they were the, they were the, they were the, um they were depending on Jabari Parker. They were depending on Tristan Thompson. It was depending on, like, it, there were so many times they were depending on a, a rookie in Neesmith, a rookie in Peyton Pritchard. Like, that, that should not be 
a part of the core of your core six or seven trying to win. Um, now they have a little more depth. Like I said, we got, they got rid of the basketball weight. So once again, kudos to Brad for really putting a team around Tatum and Brown that's going to work. Not necessarily the pieces that you think is going to work how Denny did, but saying like, look, this team needs shooters to, accept, to accentuate their playmaking ability. Um, Brown has become a better playmaker. Tatum has become a, a better playmaker. So with, with that happening, that's where this team will take new heights, not only this season, but, you know, going forward as long as Tatum and Brown um, are, are, are at the helm. So um, I want I want to get into something else uh, before we before we switch gears. So um, obviously we're about a month out from uh, you know the the playoffs. So um, you know just want to give a little quick preview. So Bobby, I'll start with you. Um, you know who, who is the team that you feel like the Celtics would match up well with um, in, in the first round? Um, so first round. So let me let me let me pull up the playoff picture here. Um, not to say I wasn't prepared, no, I, but yeah, you got I'm Miami. You, know, you got Miami. Um, Definitely weren't prepared, dude. It's like, it's like Stauskas just hit you right in the face. <laughs> it really right. did, bro. I just started thinking about all this Michigan <laughs> shit. Like, right, right, right. Exactly. Trey Burke, Trey no, Lyles. Yeah, yeah. Like, Miami, Chicago, um, Cleveland. If we can get, we're not, we're not going to get up to the three, right? So I, I think, I think, I think right now what we're looking at, unfortunately, I think we're going to end up with, around Chicago, right? Um, okay. Ooh, what, what do you so? Think about it this way. What's the highest, highest you could see the Celtics climb, climbing in the standings, right? Three. No, no, three, no, no three is the absolute three. highest. I, I don't, I don't want the pie to three. I don't want Brooklyn in the first round. That's true. I do, yeah, not, that's I do true. not want to face Brooklyn in the first round. I do not. So don't, do not go for the one seat. I, I'm sorry. So, best case scenario. I want to see Brooklyn in the first round. So, if, I, if you, if I, you're, I cannot come on this show and, and, and Mike go, Mark Angelo <laughs> come on in and say, give me Brooklyn. Not I'm happening. Telling, yeah. You know, when Durant dropped 50, your your guy got 17 and, you know, eight assists. He sucks. So let, let's go on to the offense. I, I, I can't deal with that. So but I, I'm not, I, I promise you. So no, do not go for the one seed. Because the Brooklyn's going to win it playing. But if people think otherwise, you're smoking dope. He, he, Brooklyn's <laughs> going to win it playing. Brooklyn's going to win it playing a tournament. Like, let, let's, let's not be dumb. So Kyrie and, and KD are enough. I, I don't, uh, even if they don't get Simmons in there, like, I'm good. So no, no higher than three. But continue. Okay. Um, so, based off that analysis, um, so we got <laughs> Cleveland. So our three three options, right? Cleveland, Chicago, uh, Toronto, right? Those are the three most likely options that the Celtics end up playing. If you give me a pick between them and it's Cleveland all day. Um, uh, listen, I, it's a great story. Jared Allen's awesome. Evan Mobley's awesome. Darius Garland, love him. But they're unproven. They're they're the Celtics of three years ago, without Kyrie. You know they're the team that that's unproven that that you know it's just going to be in there for the cup for the experience for future runs for this this core. Um, so if you're asking me which one I want, it's definitely Cleveland. Second is Toronto. Um, they're obviously you know not the team I used to vouch for and and and, and, and go to battle for with yeah. DK. Um, they're they're, they're co- pretty good though. Yeah, they're they're, listen. Good. They're solid. They're Excuse exactly me. they're they're exactly what they I said they were two years ago without mm. the talent that they had two years ago. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? They're still a solid basketball team, but they don't have Kyle Lowry coming anymore. They don't have Demar Derozan. Their best player is Siakam. He's awesome. Um, but I think Robert Williams can handle Siakam. So those are the two. Oh, for sure. 
I would keep an eye out is, is Cleveland and Toronto. Um, Chicago scares me because they can get healthy. Their, their, their strength is our strength. You know what I mean? Wing versus wing. And, and then it's the rest of the core um, that, that, you're, that you're going up against. And I, I honestly think Chicago core is a little better than ours with Lonzo, Vucevic, uh, AO coming out this year. Um, so I think Chicago would be a really tough matchup for us in the, the yeah, first a, round. A lot of their guys have not been there though. Like, yeah, man. A, but, a, but a, still, a, 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 a is a problem though. He, he is. He is. A nice. good, man. Um, a is very underrated. I, I like Vucevic, but I'm like outside of Game One. Like, I mean, when he was in Orlando, they always won Game One when they made the playoffs, but then they would get smacked the next four. Um, DeRozan, listen, has, has been an MVP candidate. He's in the conversation for being unreal this year. Um, bro. I'll tell you what, he, he's, 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 he's He's hit some same game parlays for some people. I'll tell you what, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. man, that man's dropping right, yeah, thirty exactly, every goddamn exactly. night. So he he he's been he's been phenomenal. Um, and once again, long I mean, obviously, Crusoe was on championship team with the Lakers a few years ago, but you know, a right. lot of their core pieces have not been battle tested. So, um, luckily, you know, despite what's going on, the Celtics have mainly our best, our two best players. Um, whether they've been role players or they've been the the guys, so. You know they they've seen they've seen a lot in in their careers. Um, honestly, you didn't even name the team that I want to see. Oh, I'm I'm, oh, great. I'm I, great. I don't get to go. go, ahead, go ahead, Come Mike. on, go ahead. no way, dude. I was so all right. So I was gonna say I want Philadelphia because I know that Doc Rivers will not win in the when it when it matters. It will just reinforce my belief that Doc Rivers is a great regular season uh, head coach, but he's, he he chokes unless he has. Three Hall of Fame talents. Now, I get it. Philadelphia is better with James Harden. They sure are. Absolutely. Uh, I love it. I think that uh, that opens up the door for Joel Embiid and makes him that much better because now they can't just all stand around Joel Embiid because Ben Simmons, who could be the greatest basketball player in the world if there was no basket, is no longer there. Right? (laughs) Mike, that's the best basketball analysis you've ever given, bro. (laughs) No, 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 that was good. I'm, I'm glad I stopped myself. <laughs> and, second, <laughs> and secondly, for the same reason I just mentioned, I want Brooklyn. I, I would, I would love, and I'm going to play. I'm, I'm going to say uh, the opposite of what you said. I think with this team, the way that that it is co- uh, constituted right now, <laughs> and you know, if if everyone's healthy, Durant's going to go off. Kyrie's going to have a really good game too. Ben Simmons ain't going to do anything. I mean, he's not going to do anything. And by the way, the Celtics, some members of this team, uh, but definitely Al Horford, they owned Ben Simmons in the playoffs. Uh, the Heat, we are in oh, his have. head. Yeah. So I, I, would, I would prefer to go against uh, Philadelphia because of Doc. I would then settle for, for Brooklyn. Uh, and then next, I think if, if they have a chance to get in, and depending on how, how seeding goes, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I also would not mind uh, Charlotte. I mean, I, I think that we can. I think that we can. We can match up pretty well against them as well. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm glad, well, I'm glad I stopped myself. That that was great, uh, <laughs> bro. That was. The, yeah, that, that, that was. That was the ben, I ben Simmons would much, be the I don't, best. I don't need to add much to that, honestly. Uh, <laughs> let's go. That's amazing. I don't. That was we, no, seriously, we, we we can really leave it at that. But is, yeah. is there any other final words before we move on to the NFL? Um. No, just that. Uh, yeah, no, no, I don't. I don't even have anything. 
I mean, um, <laughs> but before we move on to the to the boys of fall, I think we should probably just pause for a second and talk a little bit more about the boys of spring and summer. And I don't know about I don't, I don't know about you, Ray. I do know Bobby's skills. Um, but have you have you played golf recently? You a golfer? Is that Ray? Ray? Is that Ray? you? I think. Yeah. I, I am not. No. Do you want to be? Would, would it would it be helpful if you could learn how to play the game of golf? And be taught by some of the world's best coaches. Absolutely. So there is a, there is a solution out there for you. It's called Skillist. So basically, what that is is they are affordable on-demand golf lessons anywhere, anytime. You can stay connected with your coaches through chat and Zoom, and they're not just random coaches from the local driving range. These are these are coaches that have worked with Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, Kevin Na, Cam Smith, and even Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. You can use code MTP at checkout for 20% off your first lesson. That's available in Google Play, App Store, and online at Skillist.com. It's not going to be any Chubbs teaching you how to play golf on Skillist, okay? Not going to be Chubbs with his, with his wooden hand. Happy Gilmore <laughs> reference, no? no. Right, tell, tell me about my, my turn, my turn right now. <laughs> no, uh, well, let, let's get into some NFL, man. So, uh... uh I, I knew Bobby had to be on this show when I saw this, this story that we're going to talk about at first. Um, Cal, Calvin Ridley, man. Um, Fifteen. Uh, that's not where I thought you were going first. That's okay. <laughs> no, 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 a $1,500 parlay, man. Bro. Um, crazy. Let me set the scene. I got you. I know you're excited. $1,500 parlay, you know, got, got him a year long suspension so you know yes bobby I, I i got to start with you as the main betting man on this show you know what what were your thoughts as the story unfolded <laughs> bro it's just so crazy man like so when you talk about so i i just have so many questions you know what i mean that's where i'm at it's like i have so many questions regarding this like like he he, he did this on fan duel right so what is what is he th- thinking bro you have to input to to register on FanDuel you have to verify your identity and input your social security number so you're telling me that he didn't sit there thinking like oh man I wonder if they can track this then on top of that all right listen I get it it's legal now you know I'm not saying it was right to do but like I understand that like he's like oh I'm not playing bro once you get caught, stay off of Twitter, bro. I- I've never seen someone incriminate and 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 put themselves further in a ditch that I saw Calvin Radley do in in the three four hours following him getting suspended, bro. For you to for you like I can't even get it out for you to tweet. I I I don't have first first the first tweet first one. I don't have a betting addition. I only, I only bet fifteen hundred dollars. Not the like point. Calvin, not crazy. the point. Second, <laughs> for for you to tweet, uh, follow that tweet up. <laughs> follow it. <laughs> I've just seen all the comments being like, yeah, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" For you to follow it up, being like, "Well, you know, I only got a year." LOL. Bro, what? 
like, like no I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm yeah, lost a word. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Go go ahead, Mike. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable, man. And what a joke. I, I I just have so many more questions because like the mental health aspect of it, like that whole thing. Like That's, there's I, so yeah, many, I, I'm not I'm not gonna put that out there for that. Fuck that. There, but there's just so you. many Thank so you. many layers, but just so many layers. No, 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 no. Un- 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 listen, as someone who's no, no, hold on, Mike. Before I'm, I'm you know that dealing with that shit right now, <laughs> bro. He he left the league in November for mental health issues. Do you know when he got caught betting on the NFL in November? So um, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. There's there's just so many different questions I have. So many. Go go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I think that uh, that this is the most NFL like suspension that that we've seen in. I mean, this is what you come, what you come to expect, right? Um, Ray Rice, two games, only because there was a video. You know, he never played. He, 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 he got banned. He got banned from the league there. after. I get it. I get it. Okay. Uh, Adrian Peterson, felony child abuse, six yep. games. Greg Hardy. I mean, came. We, we can't really get into what he did because it's so graphic. Ten games reduced to four. Ezekiel Elliott, six games for hitting a woman. Calvin Ridley, 17 games for using FanDuel. Uh, Josh Gordon, six seasons for smoking weed. Yep. <laughs> I yep. Saw that That's where we're yeah. at. Crazy. So yeah. crazy. All, all we know is that it is, it is okay. It is okay to assault, to sexually assault, to maybe even rape a woman in, if you are a man in the NFL. And you're going to get a slap on the wrist. Now, if there's a video of, of said encounter, you're going to get banned for, for a little while, right? But what you can't do, what you can't do is use promo code NFL to bet <laughs> on yourself if you're a player, even though it's on every fucking banner in the stadium, even though they have boxes of each stadium dedicated to FanDuel, to DraftKings. The NFL is in bed with with online gambling sports betting but but wait can't do that you do that you're out you're out for the season i i I get the issues of well what if i even said it like well what what if he bet what what if he bet the under on himself for catches sure like there you could throw a game i understand Uh it but you're for a full year are we are, are we are we crazy is this really happening right now a full year and I'm like, listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. And I'm like, man, I'm like, it's just not funny. But it's just like, damn, like, I'm just, oh, God. Pro McCord, I lost it after that. I had nothing else after that. But so. Oh, my it, God. So, oh, well. <laughs> hold is, on, is hold the on. Problem, wait, 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 before, is the problem, though, so um, we'll, we'll open this. Is the problem the suspension for Calvin Ridley? Or it's it, the, the lack of suspension for everyone else, right? I mean. To me, man, if, if first of all, if if he actually did bet on a game that he was in and he affected that game, I, I don't. You, you got. I said this to DK. You got to set an example of that. And and I don't. I I don't disagree with him being suspended for the season. Be, just because you know what I mean. Because if you open that can of worms, man, it, with, with it being legal now, and and then like you said, having press boxes dedicated to fan duels, having. Literally half probably they probably made over 
$500 million this year strictly on legal sports betting through FanDuel, right? The NFL as a whole. You, you, can't, you can't let your players even think about Okay, buddy, before you go, Ray, I'm just, I'm just going to say this real quick. The fact that you just rationalized the, the, and you prioritize the... Uh, no, uh, I'm not prioritizing. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. In the logic that, you are, that, 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 you're, that you're communicating with right now is that the NFL, and you're right, is prioritizing. We need to make sure that the game Stays uh, like the 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 authenticity yeah. and, yeah, and of the game is paramount. Th- so that's and if you and if you break that law or if you go against that stand, you're out because we can't have anyone corrupting the game. But by all by all means, man, go slap the hell out of somebody and throw them on a yeah. on a on on a on a couch a full, full of guns, full, full of guns. Promise, as long as there's no video, we'll get you Same back throw. in. Saints, bro. After, after four seasons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. No, completely hear what you're saying. All right. Fair enough. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> Ray's losing it. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> Listen, the shit is wrong. It is. It's wrong. It's wrong. Uh, <clears throat> let, me, let me get serious for a moment, man. But listen, um, 17 games was warranted because of the stupidity. Forget about the authenticity. Forget about the integrity of the game. Uh, for stupidity alone, he, he deserved the season. It's long suspension. Um, Shannon Sharp said it best. 1500 cost your ass $11.5. And that's, as Shannon Sharp said, that's hustling backwards. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's, 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 it's unbelievable. But to, to the point that Mike was saying, and I'm glad you went there because it's already been said on some national. Uh, you know, also national shows, and I'm glad those team. I'm glad those shows went there. I'm glad you highlighted it, um, because it speaks to a bigger point. You know, the fact that you know you think that stuff is okay, or or it's it's deemed more okay than, um, you know, you know the integrity of the game really lets us know what you think of, you know, women and children you know, in, in in this world. You know, regard regardless of what they look like. So, mm-hmm. you know that that's a that's a that's a moral thing, um, which is you know, and once again. They know they can get away with that because people, regardless of what goes down, um, you know, once again, unless there's unless there's the video like we like we mentioned to, like we mentioned, I should say, um, people are still going to watch and support the product. It, it just are. Yeah. Like that that's that's what's going to happen. <laughs> it, it it is never going to stop. You know, they they run everything um yeah. you know, when it comes to you. So so I, I I get it. But um listen at listen, Calvin really is for a lot of them. And I'm, I'm sorry, this is my other boy, Mike, that you listen to this. Sorry, Mike, I had to bring this up. I know we, I wasn't going to bring it up, but I, I had to, dog. I'm like, he, he, he's, he's from, he's, he's from Fort Lauderdale. Um, and, you know, they always think that they were so different in the Miami Day people. And I said, I won't disclose everything I said on, on, on the group chat because, you know, I want to stay on the air. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this man graduated at 20 years old. And I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> He graduated at 20 years old, so that lets you know someone to stop pressure really is. Mental health or not. Um, brother's not the sharpest tool in, in, in the shed. <laughs> I mean, but at, at the end of the day, right? <laughs> you're, talking, you're talking to a teacher. Class class has not been a session in a long time. <laughs> at the end of the day. He just doesn't have it. I, I, I try to be serious, y'all. I try to. But it's, just, it's a serious thing, but. It's just like, damn, like, once again, I'm dealing with mental health right now. 
If we want to be transparent, I'm dealing with mental health issues right now. Like doctors talk to me about being depressed, shit like that. Like it, it is real. Um, I'm I'm depressed knowing that this man lost eleven point five million dollars. That's what I'm depressed about right now. Yeah, I need to go see somebody about that because I need some of that money. Bobby needs some of that money. Mike needs some of that money, and so does Joe and DK and Craig. We need we need that money so you can support us along with Skillers. Just saying. <laughs> I think at, at the end Just of the saying. day, though, uh, I, I, it's hard to follow that. But at the end of the day, right? It's it all goes back to to protect you know, protect the shield. You got to protect the yep. shield. You can't compromise the game. What you can do is you can assault a woman or a child as long as it's on a video. Facts. Like, please don't smoke weed. We'd, we'd much rather you get addicted to painkillers, though. Just pop those because our because our team doctors will write you those prescriptions for those, man, all day long. Please don't smoke a plant that is legal in most states in this country, please, or else yeah. you're going to us. To a couple points. So if I was in the NFL, bro, I would have been banned fucking five years ago, bro. The betting and the weed smoke, uh, it would have been, I would have been out of here faster than Josh Gordon and fucking Calvin Ridley combined. Um, secondly, um, when it comes to the, the, the money portion that you were just talking to, right? That's where I, I really get lost because like, listen, all the betting scandals in the past, really the one, all right, Pete Rose. He didn't, he wasn't make, I know it's kind of different. He wasn't, he didn't make the money that today's athletes make. You know what I mean? He wasn't, uh, as, as, as well off in a setup as athletes now are. So to me, I, I think it's even more blasphemous and even more crazy that this dude is, is not only sacrificing his, 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 you know, reputation, everything about it, but he's also sacrificing, like you said, right? $11.4 million for a $1,500 bet. Pete Rose, granted, yeah, he had more, way more money than everyone back then. But I guarantee you Pete Rose doesn't have that type of money now. And he's not, you know what I mean? It, it's a whole different level of what wealth a bet? An NFL player. Well, he might now. <laughs> well, fact. Yeah, he might. He might because of his own yeah. market. But yeah, you I'm just saying, like, in general, I, 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 I more understand where Pete Rose is coming from with all of this. Than I ever would with Calvin Ridley. I have to say, man. Well, because I, I, like, guess, I guess Paul Giamatti did. But, you know, hey. Right, it, it's it, just it, like, if, if you ever put yourself in a position where it can, it can be construed, even if you didn't, even if you didn't do this, right? That the, that the game that you played in on that day that you bet, if you bet on yourself. So if you bet on yourself to, to have more catches, right? Are you causing Matt Ryan to, to look your way more than, than the open man? If you, if you bet on yourself to have less catches, are you throwing a game? You, you just, I mean, referees get reprimanded for, for talking about fantasy football with players. This, th- this is on NFL mic'd up from two years ago. How do you watch that and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to enter in my social security number, get my blood type and my home address. And I'm going to bet oh, money and they won't catch me. Listen, listen, yeah, listen. Wait, wait, listen wait, wait, one more before you go, right? And also, just to add on, I bet on the Falcons a few times this year, all right? If this the story is he bet on the Falcons, I promise you, he didn't win that bet either. I, I can guarantee you that. If he bet on the Falcons, he wasn't winning that bet. Well, he didn't, okay. he didn't, get, he didn't get nothing else either, so it, it sucks. Once again, 1500 costs you almost $12 million. But um, listen, the moral of the story, kids, get you a middleman. All right, so <laughs> next. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, not a middleman. 
Get yeah. you a fall guy. Yeah, get, get you a, a fall, fall guy. guy. Then, you got, then you go all that. Get you a man fall guy, and your crew. That. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, we've also had a bit of a, a you know a, a mini QB carousel. Um, even though one of them stayed at home, but um, you know, so obviously you know, Russell Wilson got traded to to Denver. Uh, Carson West got traded to the Washington Commanders. Uh, you know, so Mike, I'll start with you. Uh, you know, what were your thoughts um, as you saw those moves go down today? Yeah, I, I think uh, the move that surprised me more was uh, was Russell Wilson to Denver. I, I think no, I think it makes sense. I, I, I and, and there are people coming out saying that the Denver paid too much. I don't think so, man. I, I, I think what you've learned and what we've seen over the last I don't know what was it eight years since since Peyton retired is that Denver does not know how does not know how to draft a quarterback. It does not know how to find a good quarterback in free agency. So you have an offense that you think uh, is just missing that, that position. And Russell Wilson on this team now, I mean, it sucks that they're in the West because they have, they have, to, they have to go through uh, Kansas City and contend with LA. But they're now a, they're now a contender. They're, I mean, they're not, a, uh, they're not a, uh, an 8-9 and nine team or a 7-10 team like they were last year. You know, Russell Wilson makes you 11 wins. You go 11 and 6 and you see what happens. I love that deal. And I, I think I'm really more interested to see now what happens with, uh, with Seattle. Does, is Pete Carroll and is that regime in there able to, to, to build almost a, a winner? Now, I think in year one, you know, Drew Locke, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be the guy. Um, I, I don't know who else could come in and, and, and be the guy there. But you got some picks. You got uh, you got Noah Font, right? So they 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 got they got their their new tight end, which is a position that they've been terrible at. They've been historically bad at. I think the the entire time that Russell Wilson has been there. So that's an interesting uh, part of the story. And then also you mentioned Carson Wentz, like that he's he sucks. He just sucks so much. I mean, I mean. He he sucks, I, and <laughs> and it's it's so fitting that you have uh, a suckier version of Kirk Cousins go to be a quarterback in Washington, so that he can bring that team to go again. I think Ron Rivera is a hell of a head coach. I think that that uh, that that defense has finally figured it out as well. They have some real, they have some pretty good skill players. If what we've learned uh, from Carson Wentz uh, in our short but detailed history with him is that when it matters, when it matters, his cup size shrinks, right? So it's so like, you're not going to win. You're not, you're not going to win a playoff game or you're, you're definitely not going to win a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz uh, as your quarterback. The winner of that was, uh, was, was Indianapolis. I don't know who their backup is, but they're better off without Carson Wentz. I, I can tell you one thing. The, the past 48 hours for me, has been a very, very relieving 48 hours considering NFC quarterbacks that I have to worry about as a Dallas Cowboys fan has taken out Russell Wilson as someone that I have to play, you know, once every few years uh, and added Carson Wentz back to my life, who I get to play now twice per year. Um, so that, that, that made me very happy, very, very happy. Um, the haul for that Russell Wilson trade, man, was was unbelievable. Oh, Mike, Mike, you touched on it, man. 
I haven't seen a haul like that maybe ever, right? It, it, it is reported as the biggest haul ever for a trade. Um, it, when I looked at it, I thought NBA. That looks like the Anthony Davis trade to the Lakers, man. All those draft picks, all those players. Um, I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's warranted because uh, Wilson is awesome. Um, the biggest loser of the tr- of all the trades that happened, though, has to be Noah Fant, man. Um, he goes from, he got the notification, Denver Broncos trade for Russell Wilson. And he's like, yeah, let's go. I get to catch <laughs> passes from Russell Wilson. Are you kidding me? Included in the trade, Drew Locke and Noah Fant. That man went from a 10 down to a 2 so fast. Um, no, I, I completely agree with you, man. Um, Russell Wilson makes the Broncos a contender immediately, uh, makes the AFC West possibly the best division in football. Um, right. Well, like would that, maybe not even possibly definitely the best. Definitely. Division I mean, I think if, if all teams live up to their potential, you actually have what appears to be a pretty good head coach uh, and that, that knows how to work with quarterbacks in, in Las Vegas. Now, now you have a, now you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback. In Denver, Super Bowl winning quarterback in Kansas City, and then you have Justin Herbert in LA. I think that is the brightest stars. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that is that's the division. And also, like for everyone that says that uh, that Denver paid too much and that the hall was too big, Denver wants to win another one in the next five years. So if you do that, you need to you need you need to set up whatever team that you're trading that superstar for up for five years from now. And for Seattle to get what was it? it? Was it two firsts and two seconds? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how you rebuild a team. Yeah, and I, I agree that I don't think that I heard that earlier this week that you know someone said I think both teams are going to be losers. I completely disagree. Um, I think both teams do end up winners in, in one of the rare cases in this trade because Mike, like you said, man, yeah, big haul. But what really did they lose in in, in accordance to this this? Team that was one step away from going to the championship. Yeah, you lost a tight end and, and draft picks, but you still have Cortland Sutton, still have Jerry Judy, you still have um, the man I wanted on the Cowboys, Sertan, patrolling that secondary. You still have a great football team in there, and you took out your biggest weakness and Drew Locke and swapped him for Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, I, I don't see a loser in this trade. And then to flip to Seattle. Listen, Pete Carroll's not trying to rebuild right now. All right. He's definitely not. The man is set, oldest coach in the NFL. Or is he older than Belichick? Yeah, he's yeah, over yeah, 70, yeah, he's, right? He's, yeah, he's older than Belichick. Yeah, so this man's not trying to rebuild right now. So I think that, you know, you look at the, the haul they got back. Um, they they replaced the draft picks. They lost on the failed Jamal Adams deal. Um, they, they they just, they they really rounded the team out to, to put themselves in a situation to possibly compete in the next couple of years again. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see what happens after they release Wagner because, you know, the DK and Lockett uh, combo. I don't know how keen they're going to be on catching passes from Drew Locke going forward. Um, so we'll see how, especially DK Metcalf, I could see him being like, bro, fuck this. I'm out. Trade my ass. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I, I think both teams win in this deal. With, well, it, in my it, it may not even be Drew Locke, right? I know, right. obviously... Um, there's still a lot of the offseason to go. Uh, they do have a quarterback they drafted in the sixth round a couple of years ago. His name was Anthony Gordon. 
Um, don't ask me how I remember that. Um, I think it's because I wanted him in the draft. I think he, he could really sling it. Uh, but he actually, he actually, he actually played up there. He played at Washington State. Um, Anthony Gordon. Yeah, so, he was, he, he was six round one, pick. Bro. Yeah, he was six round pick. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, he, 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 he's. I think he, he's someone that's been there. Obviously, he knows that offense up there, so he may win out that position. And you know, who knows? Maybe he becomes uh, someone that's saw. Uh, you know, that's more than serviceable up there. But listen, they they still have weapons up there. So whether it's Rashad Penny, you know, Carson, um, you know, obviously with DK and and uh you know Tyler Locker, like they're still very formidable on, on offense if, if they figure out that QB position. So um their biggest thing last year was really health. They weren't healthy. Now, um you may say that Pete Carroll's are looking to rebuild because, you know, he's becoming a, you know, a fossil in human form. Um, but he's, you know, Letting letting go letting go Bobby Wagner um doesn't help that cause. So, you know, yes, they they got sixteen point six million saved uh in, in that in that release of Bobby Wagner. Um, but you know, losing a player of that caliber, or really two players of that caliber, uh doesn't help your cause for, you know, not just next season, but years to come. So yeah, they may have to rebuild on on the fly. Um, but you know, it's not it wasn't too much of an overhaul. Um, on you know on on Denver's behalf, like once again, you're looking to get that thing, looking to get that that ring, like like Mike said. So, um, what, what, what real quick, Jerry, Jerry, Judy, Jerry Judy is going to be a uh, he's already a monster. Jerry Judy is going to run circles around um whoever's holding it now. Like it's it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Him, Carl Sutton, um, and you know, Gordon it, and I, 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 think it's, I, I think it's awesome. Right. Yeah, so they they they're, they're going to be they're going to be really good. Uh, <laughs> You know, o- over there for sure. So, real, real, real um, quick before you move on, before you move on to uh, the the next question is, um, there's a reason that Seattle took Drew Locke and not Teddy Bridgewater. There's a reason that Seattle cut Bobby Wagner, and there's a reason that they have these picks. They're going after Deshaun. That's it. Like that, they're they're gonna go try and get him, and if you know. Assuming that he didn't uh, sexually assault every woman in the greater Houston area, and and he gets cleared of uh, of, of of those charges, it's the NFL. And, he's fine. Yeah, then they'll only then they can go get him. They don't have to spend all those picks, and maybe he'll only miss four games, right? But uh, but from a football perspective, the the minute the minute that I saw that haul and what they got back in return and what they what they did after that, they're clearing room. They need a quarterback. This is a very this is a very quarterback weak draft. So they're not going to go in. They're not going to try and trade up for any first round picks. <clears throat> go get to Sean. He's your guy. I like that take. I do like that because it's very reminiscent. I, I, would, I would like it. I, I think yeah. you can get up there. I do. I like that. I like I that you a lot. Really get up there. Thank you. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. But um, wait, you know, before not, you go, before, well, before, sorry, not to do exactly what Mike just did. Um, but <laughs> the difference was, is Ray wasn't talking when I did it. Yeah, well, it's my it's my uh, mo. Anyways, so um, I, I so if you're looking at so I think the Wagner is definitely the clear cap space. I don't know if it is to go get Watson. I was thinking free agent quarterbacks, and when you look at this free agent class, listen, it's not it doesn't jump off the page, but there's two names that do jump off the page to me um, that I think Seattle would like, and I think they fit the game plan in Seattle. First is Marcus Mariota. Um, uh, he's he's Russell Wilson, point five. You know what I mean? He, no, no, he's no, 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 no. Point two five. No, two five. No, stop. 
Stop. Point point one zero. All right. Stop. He has the same skill set. Stop he, that. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Ready? He aspired to have the same skill set yeah. that Russell Wilson did. He and I, I just think he fits. He fits that game a little bit. Second. Yeah, well, Bobby, I aspired to be Elvis Presley, and I'm here talking to you. So aspirations don't mean mm-hmm. shit. Okay, yeah, I, I, so, I want to see that movie, by the way, when it comes yeah. out. Both. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, second, second name um, I think could be interesting in Seattle is, is our boy, uh, DK's best friend, and Mitch Trubisky. Um, what are you doing? I, I think that could be fun. What? What? Just saying. what? Uh, like funny, what? like fun, like ha ha. The fact that he said jump yeah, off the screen, ha ha, bro. Like, you, come on, no give way. me Mitch and DK together. Come on, hey, Mi- Li- Mi- Mitchell, Mitchell, Shavisky, DK Listen, I, so we're gonna have a battle. Of who's the worst number two overall pick? Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Exactly. Got exactly. you. Okay. I just want to point uh, out. I mean, that- if that's the case, I'd rather have Mariota. Honestly, um, Mitchell Shavisky is. At, listen, <laughs> I, I'd rather take Mariota. Um, it, he he runs better. Um, you know, but yeah, I, like I said, we're not going to turn this into Marcus Go to hour, but yeah. Listen, I, they're better. I, they, they, I'm they're just better. Saying, just just pick, go get Deshaun. Just go get Deshaun. Would you not pick both take of them the over games. fucking Drew Locke, though? I would. Fuck Drew Locke. Drew Locke I'd sucks, just, bro. Drew Locke I, is not, so not, bad. Not, not, not Trubisky. I, I, I'd take, I'd take Mariota, but not. I'll not tell Michigan. you one thing. Drew Locke will never and has never led any team with any kind of. Listen, Denver had a better defense than Chicago had. Two years ago, this past year, no doubt about it. And Drew Locke was garbage when he was in there with Denver. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying, it, it, it'd well, be a better option than fucking Drew Locke. That's all well, he, I'm he's, saying. He's he's no oh he's no black Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> and that bed. And that brings up to the tweet of the day. Da 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 da. <laughs> Reportedly, Cowboys wide receiver Amari oh, Cooper and Dak Prescott. Got into a verbal conversation after the playoff after the playoff loss to the 49ers. Cooper referred to Prescott as the black or cut into the meeting, which says the court of the group, the court of the cowboys can you be into a fury. <laughs> you gotta get the tweet out before you start laughing. Read the whole tweet for <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. Get through it. Just... <laughs> get through it. Do it. Oh my god. The black Kirk cousins. I mean, Bobby, and listen, as, as the resident cowboys straight air, like. I mean, is that is that is that an accurate tweet or not, man? <laughs> um. So, all right. I don't know why you're doing this to me. First of all, it's I don't so know good. why. I, I don't know to. why we're here in fucking Mar- on yeah, we end on March. Good we had on March ninth of twenty two. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have I have not been sad about the Cowboys in like fucking two and a half months. All of a sudden, Rayshon drops this shit into the group chat, and I'm like, God <laughs> fucking <laughs> damn it, bro. You kidding me? Um. Anyway, so listen. I have never begrudgingly agreed with a t- fucking tweet more, man. Uh, um. Listen, I love Dak, man, and and he 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 puts up times where I'm like, this is this is my guy. This is the future. Let's go. Oh, but right. then there's also other times where you're like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, where where is your head? What what is what is actually happening in that fucking brain ears?" Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm 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 speechless at it because like it's 
I, I want I want to sit here and be like, that is the most blasphemous fucking tweet I've ever read in my entire life. But it's not. It might it's, be. It's literally not. It, it might, might be. No. Wait, wait. So are, are you about to compare the two fucking stats of the quarterbacks? Because I already did this, bro. I was just going to say, it might it's, be one of the most accurate. It's, it's unbelievable how how accurate and how much their stats match each other. It's I couldn't believe it when I pulled it up, honestly. I was reading it, and I was like, oh, so they actually are the same fucking quarterback. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And that that's when I sent that, that gift that I sent to you guys, where it was just like, I'm going to go cry now because, like, I was ready to come back with, like, you know, no, blah, blah, blah. Bro, the more research I t- the more research I did and the more knowledge I gained about the two quarterbacks, the more I fucking agreed with the tweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not, a, I mean, it's it's wrong, but not statistically. Like, I mean, not, it's not wrong. Not it's all. not. not at all. It, it it's is wrong. It's, looking beautiful. it's obviously yeah. wrong because Kirk Cousins squeaks when he gives audibles at the line of scrimmage, okay? Yeah, he, and, he and, oh and, uh, and Dak runs uh, for 13 yards unless time expire when the audibles at the line of scrimmage in the playoff that's game. Not, that's not cool, bro. <laughs> Why you gotta bring that up? Listen, listen there, there's nothing more to add. That that is that is that is a great way to, to sign us off. Mm, yeah. So, such, 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 such a such a good way to sign us off of this. Such a good way to sign us off. I got podcast, to. Huh? I, I got to. That's right, baby. That's right. So, <laughs> so for Mike Marcangelo and the real PK Bob Kelly, I'm Rich Buchanan. We'll see you next time. Peace. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. 
subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Electric Cast.